Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh well, big surprise. Tress, what are you drinking? Today I am drinking a special tea that I bought specially for the podcast. It's the Vitamin Tea Beauty. They have lots of different ones, but this is their beauty version. Sorry, it's called Tea Plus is the brand. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. It's in Holland and Barrett's. Um, it contributes to maintenance of hair, skin and nails. Oh. Tea Plus. I think they might have like the Tea Plus Immunity, the Tea Plus, I can't remember the other ones, but this is the beauty one. It's a 14 day routine, so I think you're supposed to see results after 14 days. And it says Vita Biotics, Science of Healthy Living. I don't know, does that mean this has probiotics in it? I'm not 100% sure. Maybe. Oh yeah, sorry. Look, they have a vitamin C, I'm on the website, vitamin D and an energy one. So yeah, I thought I'd give it a go. And it's, sorry, it's blackcurrant and apple flavor. Nice. So it's a fruity tea. What are you drinking today? I was cleaning out my cupboard and I seen that I hadn't had my Twinings peach tea in a while. So I'm drinking that with some ice. Oh, nice. I love peach. Yeah, peach tea is good. And what about your me time? For me time, I am going to put one of those Hydro Boost, Neutrogena Hydro Boost masks on. You know, my usual that I have in the fridge. Because it's a very hot day here and my skin is quite puffy. So I just need to cool down. What about you? Actually, I just bought the Neutrogena Hydro Boost um, facial cleanser. Oh, oh, yeah, gel cleanser. I believe so. It's in the just that you said it. Yeah, skinny bottle. Yes, like a tall skinny bottle. Blue. That is my favorite. That can take off your eye makeup really easily. Now you have to do. You know, two pumps of it. First pump, get get the the bulk of it off, uh-huh. and then wash your face, and then it's go in a second time, like a double cleanse on the eye. But that can take eye makeup off. It's really good. Yeah, it is really good. Like it was reduced mm. from ten pounds to five pounds, and I was just like, oh, I'll give this a go. Like Tress is always banging on about it, and yeah, it's pretty Love good. That. It's nice and like refreshing. It is. Yeah, yeah. I like gel products even in cleansers to be honest so yeah me that's too. why i enjoy it they like and it doesn't sting your eyes it doesn't that's major for me because so many cleansers sting my eyes i think it's like the cream cleansers sting my eyes i find Maybe. yeah right yeah sometimes i do have cleansers though that have like salicylic acid in it and it's like this is not supposed to be <laughs> going in my eye you know but but so I am very extra, so I will use a separate cleanser for my eyes and my, or maybe a lot of people do that, but it's just because it stings that I have to use the Neutrogena on the eye and then the, it's another Neutrogena, it's the salicylic breakout proof, or some kind of name like that. And I use it on the rest of the face. It is a bit annoying having teeth too, but. I have never do you do heard. That? No. Or am I weird? You are weird. <laughs> okay. If I were want. If I'm wearing, like, waterproof mascara, I'll obviously take it off with, like, eye makeup remover and then I'll wash my face. Okay, and today's episode is a Patreon episode from Jason, and we found out Jason's wife's name. We did, and I will never forget it. (laughs) What is it? Especially because it's very close to my own name. It is, it is. Teresa. 
No. Her name is Terry. Trace. Her name's Terry. Ah. No, it is Teresa. No, it's Terry. Go look at the email. He I'll look Teresa. at Patri- Patreon. It says tree. Her name is Teresa, and then in brackets, her nickname is Terry. Oh, really? Oh, hang on. Messages. I have quite a good photographic memory. Like I can see the email in my head. I want. I want. It to is Teresa. Say thank you oh. because that's what I said. I will never forget because it's so close to my name that I was like, oh, we have a oh. listener so close to my oh, name. Oh, Teresa. Teresa, but her nickname is Terry. People over the years have called me Terry sometimes. Have they? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that I feel as a like nickname. If I was a man, my name would be Terry as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've always thought that because some people have names that like so easily you're like oh yeah your male name would be this. What do you think my male name would be? Oh god okay you well we all like we have unusual names in our family but most people have very easy names like like my fiance Dan would be Danielle. (laughs) Do you know what I mean it's so easy. Oh that's easy. Do you know what I mean I was like what would mine be um Miriam Martin? I don't know. I knew you were going to say Martin. Were you, well, yeah. Do you want to be Martin? I, I want to be Terry. I don't want to be Martin. and Terry. We should do like a, a man episode or something. I will do for the me time. We'll drink beer. And oh my God. we will be like, what is facial cleanser? <laughs> I washed with the, the bar. Men's so. cleansers are always like, Black yeah, and charcoal right. and like ugh. trying to appeal to me. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. It is so funny to me. Does Dan have any oh, me time? He does, stuff. and they're black. They're in the shower, <laughs> and they're like black. So manly. and big blocky text. You know, like <laughs> so funny. It's like all fairly similar stuff inside. Where, what is ingredient it? What, wise. What, what brand is it? I think. It's not Neutrogena. I think it's L'Oreal. I think L'Oreal do a fair bit of men's skincare. Oh. Do you know they do those like packs and things at Christmas and that lasts him for like the rest of the year. He gets so much of that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, like yeah. links and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 But then like, I like to pick my own products. Do you know what I mean? I don't mind sampling stuff, but like, yeah, I like to pick my if own. If someone gives me a full size or something, I'm like, ugh, I don't know about this. I have to use this. Yeah, but men will, well. Sorry, some men will just use anything. Yeah. My man will just use anything. Yes, Jaren's <laughs> favourite is like any kind of like tea tree facial cleanser. Oh, is that because you got him on it? Because you used to use it? Yeah, because yeah, I used to use it all the time. Um, I, I just love how fresh you feel afterwards. It is, and yeah. wakes you up. Yeah, and he really liked it. And then we ran out. And so then I was using the Inky list, but he didn't want to use it. I don't know. I think he thought it was girly or something. So then he went to the the body shop and he gets his tea tree cleanser from there. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't thought of the body shop in years. Oh, it's it's everywhere in Hong Kong. Is it? Yeah. I couldn't even tell you where it is in Cork. Really? I have not thought about that brand in years. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. It's everywhere here. It's even in like the underground. It had like that real USP back when other brands weren't clean, but now everyone's trying to be, you know, green Mm. and clean. Mm. And it's like, it's like, yeah, that must have sucked for them. No, but apparently, I don't know. Do you ever watch that guy on YouTube? 
Harry or Hadi or Halley or Hammy. What's his name? He's, from, he's in Hawaii. <gasps> Hiram? No, Hiram. not Hiram. There's two I'm thinking of, but Hiram is quite pale with brown hair and he yes. wears blue shirts yes. all the time. Uh, yes. Hiram, yes. He was I talking about... Yeah. I watched him for a while, but then... I don't know. It's, it was I, like, I stopped as well. I very boring. Say, yeah. It's very samey samey. It's quite repet- repetitive. Very yeah. repetitive. It's yeah. like watching the same thing over and over again. But I, uh-huh. I remember I did watch one of his and I was talking about the body shop and he said it is one of the most, if not the most, ethical in all ways company. Like, yeah, they started, like no one was doing that and they were the only ones. And they were like, That's how they were like 100% yeah. transparent even when it came down to the packaging of their bottles. Like, even the plastic is, like, well-resourced and the workers are paid fairly and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it was a lady that started it. And I don't... I don't know, did she... Was she inspired by Greenpeace or there was something there? I remember writing it into my thesis, but it's been so long ago that Mm -hmm. I've forgotten. But I remember being like, wow, this is really impressive. Yeah. Like, she was, like, groundbreaking. You kind of when something's around for so long then you do kind of look for the new things don't you and you forget about those older brands that have always been there yeah well we're still using it good for jaren (laughs) that is good (laughs) but when he comes back to the uk will he buy the super drug he'll probably go yeah he'll go back he'll go (laughs) to so much cheaper oh god it's It's so cheap what is it like three pound or something for that massive offer yeah and it's always like buy two for five pounds oh bargain well it's brilliant that he actually uses proper cleanser a lot of the time i will see dan bend over the sink take like a bar soap like a hand (laughs) bar soap like rub it in his fingers and then rub it all over his face and I'm like what the fuck was that like, what did you just do and it's like this really quick little like and then he, like rubs water really scrunchy on his face and I'm like what was that <laughs> it's like not a full cleanse it's like it's just like a freshen up or something he yeah. does it sometimes and I'm like what are you doing yeah yeah that'll dry out your skin burst like burst stuff for your hands anyway men hopeless except for our patreon Jason and his wife Terry which is we are roundabout. <laughs> we went round a huge circle there. How did we? How did we do that? I don't know. How, I don't know. I never know. Oh God. Anyway, yes. Thank you, Jason and Terry, for recommending this episode. Okay, I'm excited to see what the recommendation was. <laughs> okay, so today are we going to thank everybody else as well? Nah. Today. Oh. <laughs> It's kind of a long one, so we don't have time. Jason and Terry only. Only views, guys. Thank you. Um, there are more episodes on Patreon if you want to listen there. Just like Jason and Terry listen to our extra episodes. Oh, my apologies. I thought this was a Patreon episode. Sorry, this is a Patreon recommended. Yes. I am with you. Tress got. <laughs> I wasn't, but I am. Tress has got sugar high, had two matches, and you're just like. Okay, I had three. Three? <laughs> you liar! I, you said you had really two. Guilty. I know, I told you I had two, but it was three. <laughs> okay, it was three. I can't lie to all the people. <laughs> Total transparency on this podcast. They're unbelievably good. If you haven't tried them, try them. Is that just what it's called? Brand Machi? Mochi? I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but it's like a Japanese dessert with like a rice flour coating and mm-hmm. like a ice ice cream in the middle. We call them mochis, but I think 
Okay, I'm I'm saying it wrong. I think other people call them mochis. People here are saying mochi. Maybe it is mochi. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm, little idle. Little idle. <laughs> but sometimes one pronunciation just sticks. Yes. And it's sometimes the incorrect <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, like Nike or Nike. Right. What do you say? Mm, I say... Oh, see, if you ask me to say, I can't say it. Yeah, because you think... <laughs> um, what do you think? I think I say Nike. I no. think I say Nike. I know for little, I say little. But I, I say little. Apparently, little. it's Lidl. Lidl? Apparently. That's what I've heard. I say little. Everyone's saying it wrong, apparently. Adidas. But Jaren tells me it's Adidas. That's Americans. They say Adidas. Adidas. What is that? Do you know who also says Adidas? Mommy. Does she mommy? also says Japolinos. <laughs> so she cannot don't, be trusted. Don't ask her. Yeah. We will get to this case eventually. We are just rambling. Like, Sorry. Oh apologies. Just cut it all out. Just cut it. Cut no. <sighs> okay. Today we are talking about the rapists and murderer. Do- oh God. And mur- yeah. It's a dark one. You brought me down. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, we have another word uh, conundrum, though. What? So it's a rapist and murderer duo, John Shaw and Jeffrey Evans. No, it's okay. spelled Jeffrey with an O. So would we call so is him that Joffrey? Jeffrey or Joffrey? I would say it's Joffrey because Jeffrey doesn't have an O. Like Jeffrey Epstein doesn't have an O. His name is J-E-F-F. Right? Jeffrey Epstein has a J. Does this guy, Joffrey, is it a G? G for... G-E-O. For Google? G for... People know the letter G, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, but you'll be surprised. I've been on the phone to customer services and they're like, is that a G or a J? And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) For McGuinness? Not for McGuinness, but just for other things. It's a G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. So I don't know whether to say Joffrey That's or... That's Joffrey. Joffrey. If it's a G, it's Joffrey. If it's a J, it's Jeffrey. Are you sure? I am. <laughs> I, when you ask, I was sure, but then when you ask me, all of a sudden I'm not. No, it is. I've never known a no, jo- Jeffrey or a Joffrey, so I have no idea. It's Joff. Joffrey. So they are a rapist and murderer duo. Cheekers. There is actually not a lot of information on the internet about these two despite how heinous they are and disgusting they are and it, it's, yeah, it's never heard of them right it's quite a twisty tale right so most of what today's episode and next week's episode comes from an article written by the irish times the late summer murders two men on a mission to kill irish women what written by Rosita Boland just to say thank you Rosita I am taking largely from your article now these two are kind of sort of yeah, uh, famous because their their plan was to murder one woman a week what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what a weird goal is it like a new year's goal like <laughs> it's bizarre to put like a metric on it yeah, right? Oh, I've never heard of someone doing that. Well, isn't there like the chessboard killer and he wanted to kill the amount of spaces on a chess chessboard? Oh my god. But yeah, so let's go. An illiterate John Shaw was from Manchester, England. He had racked up a crim- criminal record since the age of 14. 
starting with burglary. He got married at some point, but this did not last. During the episode we are talking about, you can imagine a man in his early 30s with long black hair and a beard. Geoffrey Evans was also from Manchester and he had also been married. Geoffrey had three kids, but his marriage had failed too. Similar to John, Geoffrey was also in his early 30s, although he was smaller than John with fair hair. And like John, he too had racked up a considerable rap sheet, mostly burglary. Okay. And it was kismet when these two eventually found each other in prison in the early 1970s. God, see, this is the problem with prison. People meet. (laughs) You're putting like, no, but they do. You're putting like-minded people together. A hundred percent. Yeah. But sometimes they come out worse with better ideas. Uh, They've just... With like people to help them now. That's why they call it con college. Do they? Never heard that. Have you not? In America, they call it con college, no? Oh, oh my God. Maybe that's derogatory. I don't know. I don't, well, I totally understand what it means. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> While in prison, the two shared with each other their fantasies. Both fantasized about being on the road and traveling. And as they go, kidnap, rape and murder the local women. What? What? Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's like similar to most people's dreams, like traveling and seeing, you know, the the world or your country or whatever and but like yeah to pair that with like murder yeah grim man although both were convicted of burglary neither were convicted of the multiple sexual assault and rape charges they both had against them including one for a 16 year old girl wait wait both of them had they both had charges brought against them but they Uh were yet to be tried for those rape Yeah, but not, not both of them had a 16-year-old. I'm not sure who had the 16-year-old. Okay, okay. Yeah. right. So while in prison, it was decided that they made a pact. Once they were both released, they would reunite and to avoid their convictions back home, they would travel to Ireland. Oh, great. Where they would kidnap, rape and murder one woman a week. How is this a plan? Right. Just not sustainable. Yeah, I mean, like, if we're going to be morbid, is that even doable? Like, that's a lot of work. But it's a lot of work, but it's like, it's like they have this plan of one a week, but it's like, they obviously want this to go on, but how long can that go on? Yeah, like, for how long? For, what, a year? A month? Forever? Until you're caught? Yeah, like, it's it's almost, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. It's not sustainable. No. In late 1974, the plan came to fruition. They headed off to Ireland. First, they burgled a number of houses to raise enough money. In Wicklow, then Cork, and Tipperary. Now, although these guys are evil, they are idiots. Like we've already said, like, this plan is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, if you have a long, lengthy rap sheet of convictions by the age of 30, that means you're not really good at being a criminal because you keep getting caught, <laughs> right? So yeah. within only a few months of robbing Irish homes, they were caught and arrested. <laughs> if only a few months. Like, on February 5th, 1974, they appeared at Cork Circuit Court. 
on 16 counts of burglary. Oh, God. Yeah. They were convicted and sentenced separately, each getting two years in Dublin and Mountjoy prison. Okay. While in Mountjoy, the pair befriended a fellow prisoner, Cliff Outram, from County Tipperary. Were they both in Mountjoy together? Yes. Oh, here we go. Of course, as the story always goes with guys like this, neither f- neither served their full sentence. In hmm. August 1976, John and Joffrey reappeared in court. The British police knew where they were and were seeking to extradite them to face the charges for the sexual assault and rape cases in England. Oh, good. Okay, so someone decided to prosecute. Yes. So... Okay. The cops are over in Ireland and they're like, we want these fellas, send them back to us. And I assume this is a custom, like a legal thing. But in Ireland, the pair were released on a bond of £40 and given one month to prepare a case as to why they should not be extradited and they were let out of the prison. What year are we in, do you know? 76. Hmm, okay. And so, I feel like that might not still be a thing. I hope not, right? <laughs> like, what on earth? Like, just like, okay, off you go. Yeah. <laughs> and especially, like, they're foreigners. It's, not, it's like, who are they going to stay with? How are you going to keep tabs on yeah. these? It's not like they're going to go stay with family. So the first place they headed was to Tipperary to meet their buddy, Cliff, who had been released months ago. When they were there, they noticed that Cliff had a car, a grey Austin A40. A car popular in the 50s. It was a big, bubbly car with a rounded hood and big, round headlights. John and Joffrey asked him if they could borrow this car for a few days. To which Cliff said, no problem. I thought you were going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) John and Joffrey jumped into the Austin. They were two years behind schedule, but a pact (laughs) is a pact. Yeah, they a really thought-out plan. Yeah, these guys are idiots. In 1976, Elizabeth Plunkett was 23 years old and lived in Ringsend, Dublin. She was one of eight siblings. She had dark hair and was full of life and confidence. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. During the week, she worked for a printing firm as a currency clerk. Elizabeth was very active and adventurous. In her spare time, she liked to swim, hike, practice judo, as well as camping and the outdoors. That's like you, Trez. What? (laughs) What are you talking about? What the hell? I am an indoor indoor girl. I'm an indoor girl. (laughs) Yeah, she is like, just like, very active. Living life. Like Kourtney Kardashian says, living life. Have you seen these memes? But let's not quote Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> there are so many memes of how many times Courtney Kardashian has said, We are just living life. <laughs> just living life. Gosh, yes. She says it like 10 times an episode. Like, it's ridiculous. Elizabeth uh, enjoyed these activities, especially with her new boyfriend of five months, Damien Bush. Oh, okay. She had a new boyfriend. On Saturday, August 28th, 1976, the weather was unusually hot, so the young couple packed up their car and headed to Staunton's Caravan Park in Britta's 
for the weekend with five other friends. Okay. After the group arrived at the caravan park, they all headed out for drinks at their nearby pub. Later in the evening, Elizabeth's boyfriend, Damien, and another friend, Joe, got into a long, drawn-out argument over the sale of a car. Elizabeth tried to change the subject and said to them, We are all here for a good weekend. We should not be fighting. Mm -hmm. Damien told her to mind your own business, and the boys continued to bicker. Hold on, Damien is the new boyfriend? Yes. Okay, not loving him as much now. (laughs) Well, they've had a few drinks, and he's just like, 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 leave us alone. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, Damien. He doesn't know what's coming. We do. No, he <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, pay attention to oh, her. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. At 11pm, Elizabeth had enough and left the pub. Okay. She headed... Oh, so would I. Two men fighting about a car. I'm out of there. Yeah, 100%. In a pub? No. Elizabeth headed on foot towards the caravan park on her own. Oh, no, she's on her own. She is. How, how far away was it? I have a lot of questions. How far... I'm not too I sure. Don't. I didn't do it. I, I, mm. If she's going on foot, it must be only like mm. a couple of minutes. Yeah, you not know? far. Okay. By happenstance, John Shaw and Geoffrey Evans had been driving through Britta's in the grey Austin at the same time to collect Geoffrey's suitcase from a nearby station. I can't believe they're in this like bubble car. Yeah. It's so recognisable. Right. It's like, get an, get an average car. Yeah, yeah, it was these two men in an Austin grey bubble car. Right. Yeah, I've seen them too, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. They saw Elizabeth leave the pub alone and decided immediately to target her. Oh. John got out of the car and Joffrey drove on, following Elizabeth slowly. Oh. They surmised that one man offering a lift would be less intimidating than two. Part of the plan they had decided while in prison. The car following Elizabeth, this interaction did not go unnoticed. Another driver that night saw a woman fitting Elizabeth's description walking along alone at Mm 11.20. He saw a car drive slowly in the opposite direction stop and coax her into the car. The driver remarked to his passenger that the encounter seemed strange. Perhaps they should intervene. (gasps) But the passenger disagreed and talked him out of it and they drove away. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So being there though, like have you been in that situation where you're like, that person doesn't look like they're okay, like are they okay? And then you're just like, Oh, it's so hard to know sometimes what to do. It is, because you don't know as well, like, uh, will they turn on me? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I might find myself in danger. So Joffrey coaxed Elizabeth into the car, mm-hmm. promising that he would bring her back to her campsite. Mm-hmm. So they're driving along. A moment later, the car stops. And John jumps in the back seat. The car sped off speeding for about a mile into a four-street plantation entrance. According to John and Joffrey, this was when they started messing with her. Oh, my God. Now, so, trigger warning, there's going to be rape description. Okay. All the details come from John and Joffrey's confession. 
So they're in the forest plantation. Mm -hmm. They then forced the petrified Elizabeth out of the car. Then they pulled her deep into the woods while she was pleading with them to let her go. Awful. First, they lay into her, beating her badly so she was unable to fight back or escape. The men took off Elizabeth's trousers and underwear. Elizabeth fought and struggled the whole time John raped her. Later, Joffrey took his suitcase out of the car and John drove off in the car to park it elsewhere. Elizabeth turned to Joffrey and asked what were they going to do with her. Joffrey told her that they were going to let her go. And then he raped her again. Oh, God. And again, 30 minutes later. What? Mm -hmm. Sorry, was that three times? Yeah. Oh, my God. John Park... And this is their first... Their first woman. John parked the car in a different pub car park, different to the one she had been in earlier, and walked back to the forestry plantation. John and Joffrey continued to take turns raping Elizabeth well into the night and early morning. What? When they were finished... Because oh, they, they took her at half eleven. That's really early. It's not like it was late, late. Mm-hmm. This is well for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. When they were finished, they lay down on the forest floor either side of Elizabeth so she could not escape. Uh, so all these hours are passing. What about Damien, and the boyfriend or, or the group of friends that she, you know, is away on this trip with? Like, did they not get back from the pub and realise, oh shit, she should be here. She left ages ago. Uh-huh. Yes. Actually, in a cruel twist of fate, Elizabeth's boyfriend and friends left the pub only 15 minutes after <gasps> Elizabeth had. Mm-hmm. Stop mm-hmm. it right now. Uh, I know. That makes me so angry, Miriam. Mm-hmm. Are you joking? 15 oh minutes. Oh my god. Oh my god. They this noticed. Is the worst. Yeah. They obviously. She wasn't at the caravan when they went back and they were all worried for Elizabeth immediately. They searched the caravan park, the pubs, uh, and soon they were driving around, searching around the local areas, also into the wee hours of the morning. Later in the morning, when Elizabeth still had not shown up, Damien drove back to Dublin, hoping that she had gone back home. Meanwhile, Joffrey went back to pick up the car, which was outside Jack White's pub. <laughs> These guys are idiots. But the battery was dead. He left the lights on. Right. <sighs> and so Joffrey took a nap in the car in broad daylight. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, so he's having a nap in the middle of the day and a passerby <laughs> sees this long-haired guy sleeping in his car. Uh, uh-huh. And then the passerby, he walks by later and Joffrey calls him over and asks him to help for a push start. So this passerby, oh. I know it's like all these coincidences Ugh. are painful. So this guy helps give him a, a push start, like a running start, you know, when you push the car. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. helped my bingo bango that Austin started and Joffrey Damn it. drove back to the woods. I suppose you don't know who you're helping. You don't. 
When Geoffrey pulled into the entrance to the woods, John was standing on the lane. Something had happened. Geoffrey asked him what was wrong. John replied, the girl is dead. Geoffrey walked down the lane to check for himself. He seen Elizabeth, now clothed, laying on the forest floor. John told Geoffrey that while he was sleeping, she had tried to get away. So he ran after her and grabbed her, but she let out the loudest scream. So he strangled her with the sleeve from one of Geoffrey's shirts from the suitcase. Oh, okay. What is Geoffrey's reaction going to be? Is Geoffrey going to be mad that he wasn't there? Uh, no, it doesn't seem like it. No? No. Okay. It's like really oh, not okay. a well thought out plan. John okay. and Geoffrey left Elizabeth's bodies in the woods, along with Geoffrey's oh. suitcase, and drove what? away towards Britta's. Why would you leave the suitcase? They broke into more caravans. They stole a portable television, cash, a tent and two sleeping bags. They hid out until it was night. After midnight, John and Joffrey returned to where Elizabeth still lay dead and unfortunately undiscovered. Yeah. Why did they go back? They went back, yeah. Unfortunately, nobody came across her in that time. There's something, there's always just something even freakier when it's two people it is. i don't know what that is it's freakier it is 100 percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. john and joffrey put her body in the boot and drove to the nearby river here they stole a 12-foot dinghy and broke into a shed to steal oars and a lawnmower what they also pulled down an empty clothesline to make rope what's that no, no, no. What's the lawnmower for? Uh, you're going to see. What do you think it's for? Stop. No. What? What? I knew you were going to think this, Trez. You're going far go, aren't you? Oh, God, yeah, I am. But <laughs> I'm also thinking they're also robbers in their past. So maybe, like, I don't know, our lawnmower's like deer and they can sell this on for money. I don't know. But I was also thinking Fargo. Yeah. I was thinking it's one of the two. Yeah. Whenever I read it, I was like, Fargo. Yeah. No, this... If anyone hasn't seen Fargo, you need to watch it. It is amazing. The movie and the series. I think the movie is better, but the series is it really is. good. No, the movie's definitely better. But once the movie's over, you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you want more. There's not many other movies that are quite as good. Yeah. So then it's like, yeah, then you watch the series. Okay. So it is grim. It is not Fargo grim. Okay. John and Joffrey undressed Elizabeth and tied the lawnmower around her with the clothesline. Oh, oh, to sink into the river. Yeah. Okay. They then put her body in the boat, rowed out to the lake and threw her and the lawnmower overboard. They then abandoned the boat two miles along the shoreline from where they had stolen it. Then they again drove back to the woods, retrieving the clothes she had been wearing and collecting Joffrey's suitcase, retrieving some of the clothes she had been wearing. Oh, they forgot some? They didn't notice some? I don't know if they didn't notice it, or they they were just fucking lazy and like sloppy, yeah. Elizabeth's sandals were left in the woods, uh, along with her underwear, and then John threw her watch into the bushes, like literally threw it. What? Yeah. 
The next morning at the caravan site, John and Joffrey lit a fucking bonfire in broad daylight in the morning where they burned Elizabeth's trousers and top. Okay, yes, those two items, yes, two yes, items, very yeah. good. And who has a bonfire? What about everything else? Who has a bonfire at the crack of dawn also? What, like... Yeah, it's like they're unaware of the times of days, like sleeping in the middle of the day and like yeah. bonfire, like they're just all over the place. They are. A passing so Garda noticed this odd activity and asked for their names and took note... We have to have a license to start a fire as well, don't you? Probably nowadays. Yeah, okay. Maybe not back then. And took note of a John and Joffrey Murphy who said they were on holidays. I can't believe they get <laughs> their real first holidays. names. In the days after Elizabeth was reported missing, her friends continued to search the surrounding Britons for her, along with many volunteers. Oh. Eventually, they made it to the forest plantation. It was mm-hmm. Joe on the 4th of September, who found her bra in some bushes. Continuing to search the same area, Elizabeth's watch was also found, dangling from a tree branch. Her sandals were also retrieved from the forest. Deeper searching was conducted in the area. The vegetation was cut back and the search party found a homemade cardboard label. Written on it was... G. Murphy. It had fallen off Joffrey's suitcase. And what name did they give to the cop? Joffrey and John. Joffrey Murphy. And then on the suitcase is G. It says G.M. Murphy. The Garda who had interacted with the two men burning clothes remembered the names. John and Joffrey Murphy. And an alert was circulated to Garda stations across Ireland with the men's descriptions and the fact that they both had English accents. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, they are already... There's a manhunt. Yeah, I mean, they're discernible. Two guys travelling together in mm-hmm. a bubble Austin car with English accents. Yeah. Lighting fires in the middle of the day. <sighs> oh, God. Yeah. On the 2nd of September, John and Joffrey drove back to Cliff's house in County Tipperary to return Cliff his Austin car. John and Joffrey then continued to carry out a number of house burglaries, specifically looking for money. They needed the funds to support their next weekly murder. They also thought it wise to steal a license plate from an abandoned Ford Corsa they noticed in Cork. Once they had all their ducks in a row, John and Joffrey returned to stay with Cliff. On Wednesday, September 8th, 1976, using Cliff's address, they applied for and were granted provisional driving licenses under the names Ray Hall and David Bell. What? What? Yeah. Eventually, the pair made their way to Galway to find their next victim. This time, they decided that they needed a home base instead of running and driving and rowing all around like they had done Mm -hmm. with Elizabeth. So, on the 14th of September, John and Joffrey bought a caravan using the fake names on their driver's license. Mm -hmm. A few days later, Joffrey... (laughs) This car as well. 
A few days later, Joffrey stole a bright green Cortina car. A much more modern car, but bright green. Excellent. Good job. <laughs> but don't worry, Tres. Don't worry. Beavis and Butthead bought some black paint. Stop. I was like, she's not. Oh. Say. Yeah. Stop. Uh-huh. And crudely repainted the car. Stop. <laughs> that almost makes it more noticeable now. Right. Because <laughs> you're like, why are you trying to hide this green oh, car? Oh. And I bet you it wasn't even the right paint. I bet it wasn't even like car paint. No. It was like house no. paint or something. Yeah. It's really hard. I remember mm. this is really bad. One Halloween, my costume had a gun with it, okay. but the law had changed and you weren't allowed to have a black gun. It has to be orange, right? It has to be like bright. It, my gun was bright blue and I was like, no, it ruins my outfit. So I was like, oh, I'm going to paint it. And then it like all like crumbled off. <laughs> like if it's not the right paint, it just like doesn't stick. Cracks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I got. You should have spray painted it. Oh, here. I I wasn't gonna... No, I wasn't gonna go to that level. You I got some, like, acrylics. You didn't care that, that much. That I had and just, yeah. So, yeah, they cruelly repainted the, the bright green car black. Then they okay. added a stolen roof rack. Okay. As well as the license plate they had nicked from the abandoned car weeks prior. They now had their own car, money, and a base. Mm-hmm. They were prepared and ready to seek out their next victim. And that is where we will pick up on our next episode. Ugh. Ominous. I, for a minute I thought, oh, it's only going to be the one lady, but no. Sounds like there might be more. I hope not too many more. But you just think because they are so sloppy that it can't go on for that long, I'm hoping. There's only one more episode, so that should give you an insight. Yes. Yes. Thank you again to Jason and Teresa. Teresa slash Terry. Slash Terry. Slash Jason's wife. Yeah. All the names. Yeah. She has so many names. <laughs> so many names. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you and goodbye. Slana Walia. Also, we haven't had a review in a while, so please give us a review. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Do it. <laughs> Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.